There we go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, Al. <laughs> Take it away. Cool. <laughs> Alvaro? <laughs> he just died, I think. Did he just die? Was that like, he take it died. away, and then he died? <laughs> yeah, he, he literally was taken away. <laughs> oh, that's, that's untimely. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I might, I might make this the cold opening. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the ninth episode of We're Your Friends, the Wee. podcast. <laughs> I am your co-host, Mad Sketch, and uh, right next to me, virtually, is Toby. Oh, hello. And a person that's not speaking right now, for some reason, literally when we just like started, is is Alvaro, Chilean Storm. Yeah. Oh damn. Oh, on. there we there go. We go. <laughs> what the hell happened? I was lost. I don't know. I don't know. Did you got out of the void? Shit. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Oh, you're what back. The... That's what's important. I did the yeah. I did the intro. I'm sorry. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> what wow. the hell? What happened to you? What oh. universe did you go to? <laughs> I was talking and nobody responded and I thought it was weird. That's, see, that's, that's my life. See, that's what it's like when I'm losing. Uh, that is weird. I, I think that might have either internet or Discord or something, but uh, I'm here. I'm here. Uh -huh. oh, he's back. We should just oh, pretend God. that we still can't hear him and that way he thinks he's dead. No. Oh my God. What? That is the scariest thing to do to somebody. <laughs> All right. Why are you not talking, to Toby? I feel like you're just, like, giggling at nothing now. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I just giggle to myself, you know? Because I remember okay, I so Alvaro bad, and, I... and the joy he brought me. <laughs> I feel so bad because Alvaro will start thinking he's actually like me. <laughs> okay. Uh, remember, that episode but... in, uh, remember that episode in Community where everyone was just, like, whispering? And then, like, Abed was like, what's going on? <laughs> Can you guys hear oh. me? Am I deaf? <laughs> yeah, that's episode one. That's the first yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. They were, uh... They're trying to tell Jeff to, uh, like, kind of apologize to yeah, Britta right. and stuff. No, yeah. nope, to Britta to, like, talk to Jeff or whatever. That's um, so funny. So good. Such How a good show. I'm, I'm doing awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm living. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm two beers in and... Oh, oh shit. That sounds nice. Pretty, pretty good. I had some ramen, so let's hope that doesn't uh, ramen mix terribly. Good. <laughs> drinking on the drinking on the job. Look at you. Well, no, we had a little bit of like a like a celebration on Google Meet, oh. and everybody ah. was given money to buy drinks, and then we all just toasted to each other. We nice. tried we we tried whatever we could to kind of like enjoy, you know, some kind of like togetherness as a team for Christmas. Making Aww. the most of the situation. It was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It was actually kind of nice. It's very nice. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Aww. Are y'all are y'all done your uh, holiday shopping and all that jazz? Fuck yeah! I think I think so. I think so. Nice, yeah, nice. All but right. uh, sketch is waiting for Boxing Day, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell Cyber yeah. Boxing Day. There's and we're still waiting for our on... goddamn sketchbooks. Yeah, it's supposed to come in tomorrow, <laughs> and then and then now it's coming in when for you, Toby? Mine's Sunday. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. but Alvaro fucking hey. got his already even though he okay. ordered after us when did you when did you order it i ordered this 
I think as soon as Toby said he ordered his, because I had, I Wait, had so like um, Tuesday, right, or something. So it was a day after I ordered mine, I think. Yeah, uh, Toby had posted, and then I saw it. I'm like, oh yeah, right. I put it on my wish list, but I never ordered oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ordered then... it like Sunday. Yeah, it's a week now, and I ordered it on Prime too. So Prime. that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, ordered mine Sunday. <laughs> The Sketchbook Slam Challenge. Uh, 600 pages. That's yeah. a cover feel. This, and you know what? Honestly, the price though, and for the book itself, I was like, it's actually not bad. I mean... Yeah, yeah but what, what's the cover like? Is it like... Is it good? Um, Quality? It's, uh, it's kind of like a trade paperback kind of cover, really. Okay. It's, okay. it's, well, it's not like... It's not hardcore. Um... I'm expecting I'm guessing... the paper to be like a little thinner than the average sketchbook in order for it all to fit in there. Um, I don't mind. It's <laughs> thin. Yeah, like right. I would I wouldn't put paper uh, I wouldn't put paint on it, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fine. But, but yeah. I could be wrong. It, it still has a nice uh We'll see. I'll try. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to get started. Uh but we're going to get started on that like January 1st, right? Okay. Or... Yeah, that's that was my plan. I still have yeah, the sketchbook same. to finish before then. Mm. So. Yeah, it's good to know because I was for some reason immediately gonna like draw on it the second I get it. Oh, I, mean, I want. Yo, you I, can. I want to. I want to, but I kind of want to wait for you guys too. You know? No, I want to wait. I want to wait. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you guys can can do whatever you want. Like I'm just saying that because I have a sketchbook I need to finish first, mm-hmm. or I want to right. finish first. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, there you go. You but... have a comic to finish. <laughs> I mean, Lord but... knows I don't need another fucking distraction. <laughs> I, I, it's, you know, it's difficult. Um, I gotta say, like, given everything that's going on right now in my life, um, with, like, the Skillshare classes I'm taking, uh, with the editing of, uh, video editing I'm learning and applying, and uh, the drawing... Like the commission, the comics, the podcast, the video. Um, there's like very, sm- there's a small window of downtime for me, you know? Yeah, I hear that. Um, <laughs> and I think we're all in that boat right now, right? Like, Oh, yeah. That, that's <laughs> I have that's like six reality. commissions to finish in like two days that are full color, full bodies. Oof. Oof. Uh, and then like a whole bunch after that that I want to finish oh, before man. I go away for the holidays. It's the story um, of my yeah. life, man. Being busy is part of my life. Yeah, but it's good, though. Yeah. You know? no, like, it, it, I, it I don't defi- know about you guys, but there's like is. a sense of calm that comes with having work. Um, you know, it, it, I'm it's... I'm addicted to it. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Think, I think about it, and it just kind of makes sense. Because what's the alternative for me? Because, like, this is how I want to make my life, by doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, by creating content, by creating, um, by just creating stuff with my friends, um, and it does, uh, it does cross all those mediums from you know, uh, video, audio, and uh, you know, art as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, I just think it's like, this is what I want from my life. I don't want to have a nine to five, so I can then go home and, you know jerk off or whatever right like waste time um it's it's not it's for some people but it's not for you kind of thing yeah yeah and like i i got friends who were like hey man we we uh 
we used to play all the time during the pandemic when it first started. And it was like, yeah, and that that was fun. But now it's kind of like, uh, you know, I know that know that the end is near, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I want to be ready. I want to be ready for the world and get into a rhythm of solid yeah. work. And uh, I think it just kind of makes sense to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And as artists, we do have to uh, we have to figure out that rhythm as well. And yeah. time is man, time is such a valuable thing for us, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what? I have to say, I mean, we started late on the podcast game, but we're on, like, episode nine. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. (laughs) The fact that, like, we were able to, like, crank out, like, nine episodes of this. Yeah, Yeah, man. Hey, we we had a schedule. Yeah. And it's really fun. Notion is is really cool, man. I gotta say, I'm I'm using that right now. Uh, I'm loving it, you know. Without I, advertising I, I, Notion, it's just we just I just really like it. I I, I dig it too. Yeah, no. Hey, if Notion's out there, shout outs to you guys. You got a free free plug. Um, <laughs> I don't think they need support, but I no. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, because with so many things that that I I have to do, uh, and then not to mention the minute details of like story writing, uh, mm-hmm. location studying, location mm-hmm. drawing, character designs. Um, you could pretty much build like a Wikipedia of like the thing that you're creating. So yeah. like yeah. I made like yeah. a volume, and then I would have, I would build the whole character list, and then all their backgrounds or whatever I've built up for that character, like backstory or whatever I've written, um, their age or all the details and stuff like that. I'll build all the stats on them, and then like I'll save that character profile and then copy it and then like have it like referenced in the script so be like oh issue one all these characters are here Mm -hmm. so if i need to know who's there for that issue it's like all there so it's like it's a really nice wikipedia layout organizing kind of system that you can kind of like use for your stuff and i've used it for like every ridiculous thing that i could because and i've actually realized that i can map out all of like the crazy add like brain that i have to like on this thing yeah it's, it's been really really awesome See, oh, I use and, uh, yeah. I use Scrivener in the same way, where it's oh, like, that? Uh, it's a writing application. Like, I don't even bother with Microsoft anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, like, it's a writing application, but it has a <gasps> section for character profiles. It has a section to put pictures. It has a section yes. to put notes, oh, research. Right. Hey, um, I remember you all showed me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it, like, you need to keep it all in the same file with your story. Right. Um, quick, quick question about that, Toby. Is there uh, an app? Is there an app for that? I believe so. Yeah, like I think they have a Scrivener app. Um, like for iPad and stuff like that. I think so. Yeah, I I could Sweet. be wrong because like I use Sweet. it on my Mac, so I know that it's at least Mac compatible. Um, yeah, because damn. But like, but having said that though, it's I don't think it's good for anything outside of like creating right. stories. Right. Um, like if if you're using it to like plan stuff out, like I'm sure you could, but like honestly, it's I think it's best used when you're planning like to write a book, and so you have one place for all of your character profiles and all your drawings of that right. character and all that fucking shit. No, dude, it, that's awesome, and uh, I think uh, for any of the young artists listening as well, uh, just a quick little tip from old man Cruz here. Um, organization is key 
You know, mm-hmm. if you take an hour to organize your week, um, that hour will go a long way later on. So um, definitely give yourself age, that time. Yeah. In this day and age, like a brain isn't to like, because cause of like the way we live these days, a brain isn't meant to like store this much information in such a quick time. No. It's mm-hmm. made like especially if you're an artist, you're there to create. You can use your brain more for creating and just store information wherever you can. So for me, Notion is my memory storage. Like I'm able to like figure out like I I have an inventory of all of my tech gadgets and all my art material, uh, uh, art equipment mm-hmm. or even like art pieces. So I have like installations that I haven't looked at in a while. I can go through this and be like, what kind of arts do I have? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I have like this one big piece or I have like my my head sculpture where I'm drawing my machina on the face of it. And I still have to finish that. I have like all of like these tasks to do. So I have like an inventory, uh, fun projects to like bigger projects, like my little tiny home that I want to eventually build. And I'm doing research on it. So I would put videos on there to be like, oh, this is for making this or this is for making, you know, uh, where can I buy the the metal frame for that for that you know tiny home like it, I, it you know I just use it for everything and instead of like constantly looking up on YouTube where those bookmarks are mm-hmm. it's already here noted mm-hmm. so like storing information for me is like that's like that that now has become like this really awesome like tool now of like oh I don't have to like try to store all this information and shit like <laughs> I just like put it on a thing because I forget a lot of this stuff. I'm bad at memory. So for a guy who like, you know, like wants to do all this stuff and like forgets everything, like I don't it's a miracle sometimes where I can like remember what to do sometimes cuz like I'll sit on a desk and I'll be like I I just had a thought, but the second I sit down, my mind goes blank. Yeah. I'm Ooh. I'm honestly the same. I'm so bad with that. Uh well, while we're quickly so. on the topic though of of finding ways to like manage creative life uh, mm-hmm. If I can suggest an app and a um, yes, totally a work process, uh, it works best for writers, but it can also work if you're like kind of in the creative planning process. Um, mm-hmm. I might have mentioned it before, but it's the Pomodoro method method, um, and Ooh. it's used by writers, especially when they're uh, participating in the NaNoWriMo, um, like novel writing month uh, competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you do is you set a timer and then you work through till that timer is done. So usually it's about 25 to 30 minutes. And then you take about like five to 10 minute breaks and you Mm -hmm. keep going like that. So you go in in almost like reps, like almost like you're working out. Um, And Mm -hmm. and during those breaks, you have to walk away from it. Uh, So it's kind of like you work and then you take a break. Um, And I found kind of related to that, there's this app called the Forest app where... Mm -hmm. It basically locks your phone um, while you're working and you set mm-hmm. like a timer. And while you're doing uh, that, yeah. it grows a tree, right. like a little virtual tree. Um, and then like it'll give you coins and shit like that. So like it's it's a reward incentive to keep working mm-hmm. and, to, and to leave your phone alone. And if you navigate away from the app, it kills the tree. Mm. And then it goes into your log as a dead tree. Um, so totally. like Whoa. sorry a uh, quick question because I'm, yeah. I'm just curious because i think writing is one of my weak points right now that i'm trying to improve um mm-hmm. do you write every day no i want to though um same, same. when exactly. i had the time i did 
Um, mm-hmm. When I had the time, I was doing like anywhere from fifteen hundred to thirty five hundred words a day. Um, That's wicked! Holy shit! Because I had the time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, I I just got back into writing last night because my laptop was too hot for me to touch the keys. Mm. <laughs> Yo, so Mir- I had Miri to buy a fan. Um, Mary would have been all over that, man. Oh yeah, she keeps trying. Uh, so now that I have a fan, I can actually touch my keys without burning my fingertips uh, until I can get like a new laptop. But um, Jesus. so now I can actually get back to writing and it's 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 hard getting back into it once you've taken like a bit of a break from it um, just to get back into that right. flow. But I feel like yeah. the Pomodoro method really helps. Um, it's good that you have the system. Yeah, yeah. Like I find assist, like having a system put in place really helps with that because i notice as as much as like creative types and writers we all differ in the ways that we i mean writers are creative types but in the (laughs) way that we all differ um on our schedules and the way we do things there's always something like some people have to be wearing like i saw one girl who has to wear a sweater whenever she's creating no matter what temperature it is outside she'll put a fan on if she has to but she has to wear a sweater or she can't get anything creative done um, it's like your weirdo. it's like your uniform. Yeah, like we all have rituals. Oh, I suppose that's, that's clever. Yeah, like we yeah. all have like a set I, amount of rituals yeah. that we do. Like another person had to have both a cup of co- like a cup of coffee and their bottle of water ready before they could start on whatever they were doing. Um, nice. Another person had to like you know if if they were if they hit like a block they had to like go do dishes and that was how they would kind of start generating new creative ideas. Um, so like we all have these little rituals that kind of get us into the creative workflow. That's cool. Hey, um, if any of the listeners out there have any rituals as well, by, by all means, send them our way. We'd love to, uh, share them and, uh, check them out, you know, so definitely, uh, send them. We'll, uh, we'll hit the link up at the end of the episode for sure. Uh, wow. With all this, uh, talk about getting ready for art. Um, I definitely do want to bring us to the topic that we had in mind for today, though. If yeah, that's man. cool with y'all. What are we going to um, talk about? So today's episode, we wanted to look at, and and this is like a, a pretty deep topic, and we might have to do like a, a part two or, or even part three, four. I think mm-hmm. it's an ongoing uh, subject. It's not one that is going to be decided here now. But mm-hmm. when has art gone too far? is the question we asked last week to ourselves. And um, y- did you all have time to think about that? I've been thinking about it. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> when has art gone too far? Again? Yes. <laughs> art always sure. goes too far. <laughs> right. And, you know, I wanted to open with, like, I think it's a, it's a hard answer in a way because... Like, good, really, really, really good art, it pushes the boundaries to a certain yeah. degree. It, it almost, like, gets to the edge of of what's too far, you know? And maybe mm-hmm. sometimes people can say, like, well, that that art that you enjoy, that you think hasn't gone too far, for me, I feel like that's gone too far. Um, for yeah. one example, and I was thinking about this a lot... Um, this came into my mind. One of my favorite shows right now in 2020 
Do you guys know what which show show I'd be talking about? It's a show on Adult Swim. Haru. Mm. What's Adult Swim? <laughs> I'm kidding. Archer. Get. Do you know what show I'm uh, I'd be talking about? Archer. I don't nope. Know. <laughs> uh, the Eric Andre show. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, hands down. It's so one of my weird. favorite shows. Um, too weird for me. But the whole point of that show, why I, I, I find it amusing, why I keep watching it, is because it pushes the boundaries. He does some really, really crazy, crazy, uh, over-the-top shit on his show. Um, mm-hmm. and, he, and, and I love it. I love the show because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Now... I can still sit here and realize that you know, um, putting your putting your fingers in a stranger's mouth <laughs> and <laughs> pushing it in and out is, you know, yeah, yeah, you probably can't do that. Uh, but you know, Eric Andre, fucking mm-hmm. Eric Andre, bird up, right? Um, or even Lizzo up, which was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like that 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 made my <laughs> year. Like that was the greatest thing I've seen all year. Um, if you haven't seen it, people, just type Lizzo up. You'll see the clip. It is amazing. It's like two minutes, but it's fantastic. Um, but, the, but the point being that Eric Andre kind of took the talk show and just destroyed it. The, the very notion of the talk show, the easy questions, the glorification of celebrity. He destroyed all of it, and that's why it works. You know, that's why yeah. the show is as incredible of a watch to, to watch now as it will be in the future, uh, I think, as well. But it was only because he was like, whatever, I'll, I'll do whatever I want. And so that's why where for me, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, okay, art needs to push boundaries. But mm-hmm. I feel like as long as you're not hurting anybody... Yeah. Uh, or killing any living thing, any any living thing, creature or plant, mm-hmm. animal. I think that's a very like for me that's something you can't do. Like there's yeah. no justification. I, I, in, in I definitely agree with that. I, like I think as long as you're not hurting anybody, and I think like when you there there is a certain part, um, like, like there's a certain line that you cross where I'm like, are you actually creating art, or are you finding an excuse? to do something that you couldn't otherwise feel like you could do you know um and and i think that you know harming animals let's say goes under that category of Mm -hmm. like did you have to kill something to make that point i I don't think there's any point that could be just there's no point that could be justified for that yeah yeah and i feel like some art falls under that category of like no, I think I think there's something that you need to sort out in yourself. Like, I mm-hmm. think what you're trying to uh, say there with your art, you need to do some self-reflection and, and ask why you're exactly you're going into that. Um, but a- a- outside of that, I mean, if you're not hurting people and if your art, like, um, like I showed you guys, there's this guy, Charles Burden, who um, one of his art pieces was every time people come to visit it, it would like, destroy the structural integrity of the building and so that building could collapse at any moment although i think the concept is cool that the more you view something the more you destroy it 
the idea of putting people in danger and possibly killing them with a building collapse, I'm not too fond of. I think there's... Do, do, you know, uh, do people have to sign something before they I, go in? That I'm not sure of. Um, like a, li- a, li- a liable form? Yeah, like... I mean, like, yo, if they're signing a liability form, then all bets are off. But, like, if they're going in there mm. and, you know, they're, they're, they're not signing anything, then, like, I don't know. There's just, there's certain things that I... I think like there there needs to be you know you need to ensure that your art is not hurting people and also that the people viewing the art are consenting to being a part of your art. Mm. I think is another thing. You know, like There's, Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. There, there, uh, I forgot the artist, but uh, it's not Duchamp, but um there was another there was an artist where it was like an art show going on they just kind of like put out their their latest art pieces and then a guy comes out of nowhere and it's like the, the place is packed mm-hmm. and this one guy out of the crowd goes and stands in front of the art piece and then just zips down his zipper and puts out his wang and pisses on the thing and everybody freaked out and was like and then i think he was getting hauled away mm-hmm. but he was like but that's my art I'm creating artwork right now. That's performance art. What's the art? Him pissing on the art, the art piece. Like that's mm-hmm. his art now. And yeah. it was like, and I don't know. I don't remember if they like let that happen, but it was like a whole thing. Like it was like a whole, a whole, whole mm-hmm. blue. But like it was like, I don't, I don't really get that. No, <laughs> I, th- I think that falls you know, under my like, the participating parties have to consent role exactly you know like that artist did not consent to you pissing on something that they worked hard on Mm -hmm. you know they're like you forced yourself upon what they created and i don't that's just yeah our society has like this concept of of because i don't know i feel like a lot of the times our society consists of people trying to reach out to communicate Mm-hmm. and are either waiting to understand like how you communicate so that they communicate with you because art essentially is communication right yeah so when these two types of people like you have one that is screaming and then it's up to you if you'll understand what he's saying because he's they're yelling or you're either gonna like listen first and then understand what the language is and then communicate back mm-hmm. and it's like there's like these two different things happening at the same time and it's you know you're kind of like this isn't this isn't kind of productive because you're not really trying to to see like what am i even trying to say you know like or like how are you is my is my message gonna be heard no it's Mm -hmm. like fuck it we're just i'm just gonna say it and and someone will know Mm -hmm. it's a very like it's a very self-centered kind of like focus you know yeah yeah well i mean also i think uh art art is expression as well right it's uh Mm -hmm. It's expression. It's a, it's a lot of things. I mean, art is not just yeah, one thing. But you but express yeah. to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to connect with an individual, and that's with something part bigger, of the communication, yeah. right? For, for and sure. so, so with that, it's like you're either you're either like, um, but but there's also like that ego level of like, you're gonna hear me, Fuck yeah, dude, mm-hmm. you're gonna hear me, and it's like, that's not how talking works, man. <laughs> no, no, like. Because, because you know, the the other part of that is the other half of the person receiving it, 
and then either we'll give you a feedback or something and then the conversation starts mm-hmm. and it's like to me that's art when you put something out there you're kind of fishing out to see if someone gets you or understands the piece whether they like it or not that's kind of like the reception side of it and if you don't really like get it you kind of move on to the next one and go oh that person didn't hear me you know yeah. what i mean and it's mm. like that that thing when people are kind of like just basically like willing to break the glass to be heard you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it, i don't know if that's really necessary for me anyway like logistically so when you have for me like i'm conflicted with like the eric andre guy because it's like i i don't know if that's really necessary to do it's you know what i mean like i i don't know if it's like there's some parts that he does is pretty mm-hmm. funny but there's some ones that I, I i've seen where it's like th- there's a whole bunch of people there that have no idea that that's happened and you've kind of either like fucked their day up or, or s- you, you've kind of disturbed them and that doesn't help a lot of people mm-hmm. when you think about mental health it, that could you know that could make people feel really weird and then it would fuck their day up like yeah <laughs> a lot of that day. stuff would you like no idea <laughs> yeah i would have a panic you know attack I mean? with like half the shit he does <laughs> yeah if it was right? done to and me what if that part- <laughs> What if you like you were at like the shitty job that you were at, hated your day, and then that shit happens where like you oh. were in like this restaurant, the woman comes up to Eric Andre and throws shit at him, and it's literally created this whole ruckus and it's insane, and that will probably give you some more anxiety on top of that. Yeah, and like I don't know if that's really necessary. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying like he's a fucking terrible human being or something like that. I'm just thinking like, but is that really what we need? Like there's so much craziness that goes on in our lives i'm not even talking about like i'm not even talking about like like COVID or anything like that like mm. i'm talking about like for the last 10 years there's like the whole this whole buildup of mental health issue that's like not that's not like a coincidence that's like a buildup of everyone being stressed out of their lives not being able to get to, to get the actual job after they've gotten two phds i know people who have two phds yeah. who can't get a job like people are stressed the fuck out man <laughs> and mm-hmm. this is like and this is like our release is to find the most fucked up shit possible and then be like oh wow this is so cathartic mm-hmm. i don't know man I, I don't really agree with it really. actually know. you know i do have to say um you do have a point there now that i think about it because like the serial skit that he did I did find that one hard to watch and it's interesting that you brought that up because that kind of makes sense because it's just people on the subway it's not like yeah I kind I think it's kind of that sense of punching down in a way because mm-hmm. when he has a celebrity on there he's punching up but when yeah. it's like with people it's kind of like punching down yeah and it's yeah. like it, you know it, it, it yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely it's questionable for sure. It's not like it's not cool, and not to mention the imitation artists that try to pull shit off like that and fail miserably. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. I mean, on. it's it's also like I feel like like as much as I'm not the kind of person that's like oh that he shouldn't do it. You know, it's I'm just kind of like in my opinion, you know, I'm one of those people. Um, but looking <laughs> at that kind of set up i can't help but feel it's making a career out of benefiting from these other people and from being in a position where you can benefit from these other people and from creating content by forcing others to be a part of it and you Um, being the only person who walks away with a positive outcome from it 
I, I do um, want to bring so. something up, and this might cringe everybody here. Go for but it. But do you guys remember PrankTube? When YouTube was, like, infested with yeah. PrankTube. Dude, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. It's a prank, bro. It went too far. Like, yeah. Oh, that, that's exactly Lord. what it is. Is good you're taking people who are Lord. involuntarily part of it, and you're creating a career, and you're creating, or even you know, to to expand it back into our original topic, you're creating art, and you're creating a venue for you to have success off of this other person, and the only one who's walking away with something is you. It's a very selfish way to create. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and although like I'm not someone to, to like. You know, like fuck, I've done selfish things. You know, I have no. We high all hopes. have. We we all um, have. But I like. There's just, it's not a form of art that I would choose to partake in, um, nor would I feel yeah. comfortable being a part of it. I don't like watching it uh, because it makes me feel uneasy and very, <laughs> kind of like, you know, just it just puts me in a really like, bad mood and like gives me anxiety watching it because I'm look I'm not looking at that guy. I'm looking at everyone else around. Yeah. And it, like, bothers me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I don't know. I mean, going yeah. too far. Like, I've seen, like, there's that guy. Um, uh, I forgot what the artist's name. He's a painter. Uh, something Brigman. And he was painting. Um, he was talking about, like, the environment. And, mm -hmm. like, he pulled out, like, one of his, like, like, one of his, like, known pieces. He's like a, he's like a, uh, not an environment artist, but like he does like these like paintings, like oil paintings that are like, it's about, in, it's all like environments, like landscapes and stuff like that. And there was one that he pulled up and I actually knew what it was. And it was like very like, whoa, that's like one of those like, you know, known pieces of his. And then he starts talking about the environment and like how bad it's gotten and whatever. And then he takes out like a brush that's like dipped in black paint and then mm. he just fucking covers it holy shit what and it was like yeah he just covers his own like very well-known paint in black wow and it's like it's and that's him trying to say like you like this painting but do you like it when it's like covered in fucking oil mm -hmm. <laughs> it's know, like, not it's not like the same painting anymore and it's like he destroyed his own painting to make a point yeah and to me, I thought that was like art in itself. That was kind of like mm -hmm. an art, you know, thing. Mm. I don't think that's going too far. But in some respects, like, holy shit, that's like, you just threw away like millions of dollars. <laughs> this is kind of yeah. like uh, Banksy <laughs> with the uh, self-destroying. Uh, sort of. The painting, but right? Would you, but wouldn't you argue that that was, that became, because it was like public and literally hundreds of people saw that. And then now millions because of the video that it's it's now way more valuable. The experience. Hmm. But that piece itself, you know, now it is yeah. fucking expensive now. Like, like yeah. it probably tripled or quadrupled the price. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's famous yeah, now. A... It's more famous than ever. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, mm -hmm. and I mean that again is those examples are relatively harmless in terms of like nobody was hurt right nobody yeah. was uh, injured it was at the cost yeah. of nobody this was the artist taking their own piece and mm -hmm. kind of deciding to destroy it in a way um yeah which they have the right to do you know they have the right to do yeah exactly yeah. um they totally have a right to do that it, it may seem insane to us but you know uh, they do have a right to do that and again 
personally, I don't see a problem with that because, again, nobody was hurt. It was their well, own thing. Well, here's the thing, right? You know? Here's the thing. Like, when, when you know, I, I could not, like, I, I could not, like, and, and would prefer not to watch Eric Andre. Mm-hmm. But they're all free to do whatever they want. Like, do mm-hmm. you, you, I can't stop you. And I can't, like, do whatever to, like, do whatever it takes to, like, stop you from doing it. That's not, that's not my life. That's not my job. I don't believe in, like, stopping people illegally to to stop them from doing something that's legal like technically that's legal i guess yeah but it's like you know it's one of those things where it's like uh like this guy that you uh that, well you sent it you sent it to, to, yes. to us earlier um, yeah of our that jonathan meese guy mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of artists like this where it's like i could i should be able to do whatever i want and i should offend you and i should go as far as i can and and as fucking insane as i can but it's like what's what's the what is the actual plan like what is mm-hmm. why are you because he's saying like art tells me to do this i will do this mm-hmm. right and it's like i have no choice and it's like but i mean you have a brain mm-hmm. like you you have the, the you have the freedom to choose like why would you just like let something guide you when you have the actual ability to to choose because some some can't right and 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 we were talking about this earlier to to, uh alvaro like Mm -hmm. you know this guy has the 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 you know the the freedom to do this and will make money no matter what yeah Mm. but also he's like in a position of of like he's unconsciously unaware that he's in a position of power you know yeah he is a white dude in Germany, who is making a living off his art, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us are not in that position. And, like, let's call a spade a spade. Um, kind of like, I can't get away with uh, certain doing certain commentary on things here, even here in Canada, based on my, my uh, sexual orientation, based on my race, based on my... Uh, my uh, status, my class status, you know, there are certain things where I would get either censored, shut down, um, or blackmailed, you know, or, or like uh, blacklisted, right? Um, and, and, and it's just, it's weird when people aren't aware of their advantages in that sense, right? That the fact that yeah. you are allowed to do this. Um, and, and I think he's, he's definitely not aware that he's living in a world and that's something i definitely try i want to make abundantly clear that with art you can do anything you want but also understand you're not you're not the only like you're living in a planet of seven billion people you have to be aware of that well I, i i would i would preface that like you actually can you can literally do what he's doing in canada you just have to be ready for the consequences of that mm. and that's that's kind of that's kind of the thing with this guy is he doesn't give a fuck he doesn't care if people because he understands that he could get death threats or he could get whatever but you know what i mean like he's he underst- he knows that and he doesn't care and that's kind of like the sick and twisted part of it is that like he doesn't care about the consequences of it all Right, right, like, but you but can he, say you can go as far as you want, but you know, you no one's really gonna 
do anything to you because at the end of the day it's all just words right as long as you're like not threatening like a kid's life that that person knows you know to the dad and then the dad will then come and get you, you yeah know what I'm saying? but there is there's even a consequence of what we create as well and how people um how people react and interpret it and how they reflect on it and how they use it um mm -hmm. like think of movies that have kind of shifted the mindset of of people and we've we were talking about this a lot in passing but like fight club is a very interesting movie in that sense because a lot of guys were like oh i'm like i'm like jack or like edward norton's character that's me I, I, I feel like that character lost in a materialistic world that has little to no meaning, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I have a question. Mm. It, if, if you think about it, right? Like I think a lot of the conversations have, uh, a lot of conversations have happened, uh, have, have reached this where, you know, like movies or things that, that don't age well now. Mm. Do you think that back then we went too far? And we didn't know it? I think that... and I, So here's the thing, is I think, to a degree, both the audience and the market surrounding it are also responsible, and not just the creators, for Absolutely. how far a creator feels they can go and how what they create is perceived. Yeah. Um, I don't think, like, it... In, like, okay, so let's say, you know, looking at... Let's use Miss Doubtfire as an example. Miss right? Doubtfire. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, okay. let's use that example. All right? Mm. People these oh, days true. will look at it and say it's transphobic. All mm -hmm. right? Now, I'm not here to say whether it is or not. Okay? I'm not going to tell people what to think or anything like that. However, looking at the environment then, it was only able to be created and released because the environment surrounding it and surrounding the creators of the movie kind of set that boundary and said you're allowed to to do this this yeah. isn't going too far this isn't offensive we over time we adjust those boundaries mm -hmm. and right. you know so we can't really there is a degree of responsibility that we as the viewer as the consumer need to take for how far artists feel they can go if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. But I guess also understand when it was made. Like, really have that in mind. That yeah. When it was made. So, even if that, like, if that movie does come across transphobic to some people, understand that at that time, the world was not ready to have this kind of discussion on gender, mm -hmm. really. And, and, it, and it's okay for things to evolve. It's okay <laughs> that, it's okay for us to make mistakes, and then it's okay for us to adjust um, in that specific uh, area um, of, you know, offense or whatever. But as far as, like, specifically it? looking at the artwork goes, um, yeah. you know, Thinking it evolves about, like, us. things from 10 years ago, like, how much have changed and how, like, everyone's social consciousness is, like, it's just so different. Like, mm. world's different. Like, it's kind of, like, incredible, really. Yeah. It it's it's evolution you know yeah like in the same way that yeah. people evolve culture will evolve and that's just a just a fact you well know? i mean um, some some people willfully choose not to evolve well then they can be left behind right <laughs> well, they're gonna get isolated 
they're gonna get like kind of like singled out yeah and then you you know you give them time and then they'll think about it you know yeah. what i mean because if they start walking around going like everyone's crazy everyone's crazy they don't understand and i go well maybe i'm crazy <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. there's plenty of time for self-reflection and there's plenty of time for them to realize like what they've done it's weird because like i listen to a lot like another podcast that i listen to is uh, ear hustle and it's all people from from san quentin of uh, the prison mm-hmm. in california and you hear a lot of their stories and a lot of like a lot of people they're, they're given a lot of time to think back to what they've done and a lot of those have like murdered people and they're there for 35 years 20 years and like by 15 years you could sit them like sit them down and be like either you know there's one person who like who like sexually assaulted somebody and he he kind of took it differently in terms of like what happened afterwards like he you know he's still kind of thinking selfishly but the other people were like you know they're they they look like they've changed they act they talk like they've they're so different you know and they reflect a lot on like what they've done and then they look at it in the, this you know as it is and it's like that's kind of fucked up and people are i don't know just human beings you know give them time to evolve and change it'll be different a lot of like people that are like going crazy and like think about like actors or even artists then that like acted really crazy and wild and then when they when they're like 50 or like 60 you know like um johnny knoxville or something like that they don't do that stuff anymore they can't yeah they have like yeah. families and shit now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's Steve-O always like talks about how like it doesn't you know that was like ridiculous what we did like that's so dumb. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's even he is evolving. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. That's and he's done wild. thing like staples his own fucking ball sack. You know, like yeah, snorted yeah. Sushi, uh, wasabi and sushi yeah. and um, soy sauce. Like, I, I, what? I think there's definitely this idea though that like uh, with with you know changing that if change was to happen i would be left out of a position of power like the 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 power structure as the world is if it was to change my position in the world might change but i think a lot of people have a misconception of that because they're already like near the bottom you know like um so the changes that are coming of the internet Right, like the changes that are coming will actually benefit you, but you're just too caught up in your own ideology to understand that. So yeah, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it really, uh, it really brings out like the characteristics of like selfish people, or like materialistic people, versus like like people that do good to connect, like do good things so that they can mm-hmm. feel something or connect something or, or like feel that they're connected to the world or something like that right no you know when i always look at it like in this world you're there's there's such a thing as inside and outside up and down that will also mean that there's good people and bad people Mm -hmm. it's just a part of like the yin and yang of the world right like there's Mm. gonna be opposites swirling in this universe and it's all about how you will navigate through it and how you deal with it that's really the test. How do you how are you gonna deal with this uh, thing that happens? I did want to ask um, with Gosh. this topic, in terms because we're we're all writing, we're all drawing our own stories, and you know I've definitely kind of run into this a lot lately. You know where I'm I'm writing a character and I think oh that would be wicked, 
-hmm. And then I stop and I think, have I gone too far? You know, Mm -hmm. is this, Mm -hmm. is this appropriate? Like legit, is this, should I do this? Is this worthy of the story? Um, And one of the stories I have in the back burner, which I will get back to it um, eventually, it just, um, for me working on it, it caused a lot of uh, mental strain on this uh, this book I was working on. I have the script uh, written out. and I'm... Is it Brugatory? No, no, uh, Glass Prison. Mm-hmm. Glass oh, Prison Glass was Prison. Yeah. definitely... Because I was wondering how far I wanted to push it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at this thing that it was... It was... Dark, man. Like, <laughs> like man, you I mean... know... It was it was heavy, and there were times when I was working on it where I I just I couldn't I couldn't keep writing it because, um, of of how dark you? yeah mm-hmm. yeah on on how dark because in in a way it it was a reflection of myself in there, and and that's mm-hmm. what writing and the art that we do is, and that it it just brought up that holy crap man, you really need you really need help like. <laughs> I can right. openly say that because I know that. Like I know myself, uh, and I know I need, I need help. You know, um, and that wasn't that was. I don't think that the the book at the time was was helping me. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh. like have you guys ever felt that you've been writing something and you've reached a point where you might have to turn back because it's too much? I mean, I've never encountered that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, I think it depends on the genre you're writing. Yeah. You know, um, personally, I like I write a lot of fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. with with hints of comedy thrown in. Um, so even if I am tackling like heavy subjects, it's never um, subjects where I feel like, you know, uh, it might take a mental toll on me. But, you know when it comes to whether it might offend others, um, I think, like, when it comes to tackling anything creative, like, taking a step back and being like, why am I doing this? And, you know, is this coming from someplace genuine? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, a good example of that is um, Sia released that movie Magic, I think it's called. I could mm-hmm. be wrong about the title. Um but the, the main character is autistic and she cast a non-autistic actor and received a lot of, you know, mm. um, backlash from it by a lot of autistic yeah. actors being like, yo, why weren't we cast? Uh, she didn't deal with the criticism well. Um, <laughs> she kind of <laughs> instead yelled at people and told them that they were probably just bad actors. As, um, you, as you do, as you would. As you do yeah. to any criticism. You know, you take it gracefully. Um, But, you know, I think in in that kind of situation, then, you know, I question whether her motives then in the beginning were actually, you know, in the right place. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that you need to reflect on when you're creating any media is what is your intended message? Is it coming from the right place? And, you know, especially when you're talking about dealing with very specific situations, uh, making sure that the portrayal of these situations is as accurate as as you can make it. 
um, whether that be, you know, tackling heavy subject matter or a heavy message or, you know, a particular group of people that maybe you have a statement that you'd like to, to really push out there. Um, you know, it's just making sure it always comes from a place of understanding and a place of just genuinely wanting to get it out there. And I'm, I'm not know. sure if I have like the right information, but like I, I heard about that story mm-hmm. and like the, the Sia story. And I, and I read a tweet that she said before where they tried to bring in like three, like they tried to cast like three other autistic people in it. And mm-hmm. they were so, um, they didn't like the environment. It put them into like a really bad, place in their head like they didn't they did they, they felt really uncomfortable and it was very because you know sometimes autistic people like that's a part of their mm-hmm. you know their headspace and so they didn't like it and couldn't do couldn't do it couldn't deal with it and so i don't know that was one of the things that i heard but i don't know i didn't really fact check that but yeah. she said that and i wasn't sure if like that's true or not but well but i don't know so um I know. so i i'm very fortunate that um i know someone who works uh she's very like into the NDP. So she kind of like helps out with them a lot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, her name is Lulu. She's very lovely. Um, and she was kind enough to send me, um, like a, a quite in-depth study guide about autism. Mm-hmm. Um, because my mom's godson was diagnosed with it a little while ago and I wanted to learn more. Um, and honestly, Sia says that she did a lot of research about autistic individuals and all that shit. And it's like, well, then if you did, then why did you not make the environment welcoming for an autistic individual? Um, If that really was what you wanted to do. Uh, Like, if you had done your research, then you would know. And and she also is working with Autism Speaks, which is a terrible organization. Oh, Um, yeah? Yeah. Yo, listen, Autism Speaks, fuck that shit. Um, (laughs) but, But it's a lot of this idea of, you know, like, there's a lot of doubt of whether she actually did do the research because if she did, then there's a lot of things that are disingenuous. Um, and, and if she did do the research, then she would have known that autism speaks is not a organization that autism, autistic people prefer to be represented by. Um, and it takes you like 10 seconds on the internet to find that out, you know, like, (laughs) like go on Reddit and you'll find out within like a single page. So whatever research she did do was not well done and was not, done i don't think with the right intentions in mind well the reasons probably had money behind it precisely i bet you precisely knew somebody good friends and then here's the yeah yeah on the subject of this do you guys ever feel because personally this is one thing I'm, i'm finding out about myself is i don't feel comfortable writing anything that i'm not that i don't really know in a way like Mm-hmm. Um, like I do try to write the most from my own experience and like um, even even writing like uh, female characters I just try to make sure they kick ass more than anything um, mm-hmm. and that they're not like you know they're not waiting for a guy to save them that's kind of like some of my priorities they, they, they have to kick ass and they don't need it they don't need no man you know yeah. um, right because um, I feel like as a man, that is the best thing I can do. Instead of being like, you know, women have to do this or behave like this or dress like this, uh, I'm not going to touch that, you know? I don't have 
like who the fuck am I to say anything on that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I think, so long as they kick ass, I mean, yeah, um, right. <laughs> the best writing advice that I've ever read that has to do with writing female characters, and this is something mm-hmm. that I have to one hundred percent agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was from um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Martin, um, Game of Thrones dude. Oh, George R. R. Martin. Thank you. Um, He basically said just write characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a really good base to start with when you're Mm -hmm. dealing with any character that you don't have experience with, which is just like, just write them. You know, don't be focused on the fact like, oh, it's a woman. So I have to make sure that she's not like too feminine because then it'll offend like feminists and I have to make sure that she doesn't be men. And like, it's like, no, just write the character as if you were writing a dude or anybody else. Like, don't mm-hmm. section the characters off. Like, this is the female character. This is the male character. Just write them. Um, but at the same time, I think there does come a point, like, um, you know, my, my main character, Daisy, like, I don't mm-hmm. identify as female, but she is female. And, you know, I'm fucking Portuguese dude, and Daisy is African-American. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously there are things that I don't fucking know. So when it comes to writing Daisy, I have my friend Jess, who I'm Mm -hmm. like, yo, I need you to read over everything that I do and let me know where I fuck up. Mm. Because there are going to be nuances that I, as a white guy, will not think of. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when she was reading my first draft, uh, she did pick up on something where she was like, well, you have Daisy having this habit of putting her hair back. I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. So, and she's like, black girls don't do that like that. Like, you can't just put your hair up. She has 4C curls. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She needs to actually take care of her curls. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think of that. Like, it was something that wouldn't even fucking cross my mind. So, when you're dealing with anything like that, I think Mm -hmm. having someone there that can advise you and be like, listen, you need to consider this when you're writing to be genuine about it. Then it's like, all right, cool, I can't do this on my own. You know, and having anybody other than Daisy be the main character just doesn't feel right to me. And I'm not going to whitewash her, you know, because that's, in in my opinion, not a good thing to do. Um, It makes it worse. Yeah, like, Daisy wasn't always the main character. She just naturally became the main character. And in having that happen, I realized that, like, I can no longer write this character by myself. Um, like I need somebody there to help me. So, you know? so like if you are going to kind of try to do something outside of your box, make mm-hmm. sure that you're you're kind of you know uh, checking in with people who can help you in that sense, right? Yeah, like like if one of you guys are writing a trans male character, like mm-hmm. I would like to know that you guys actually know what you're talking about. Oh, you know, he's like, gonna be a, he's gonna that... be a dick. He's going to be an but, asshole. Thanks, asshole. Um, <laughs> but there are things that, like, cis people don't understand about being trans that, like, wouldn't even cross their mind. Yeah. Like, the yeah. amount of times I've seen a cis person writing a trans dude using ace bandages to bind. Ace is, bandages? Yeah, those, like, bandages you use for medical reasons. Oh. Don't. If I ever see either of you. Oh. Either with a trans male character or if or a female character binding with ace bandages i will smack you both upside the head because now ace bandages constrict every that. time I you don't breathe do that. yeah like even <laughs> with even with female characters like 
But, like, even with female I, characters, like, let's say you have, like, a girl who, you know, like, she's a tomboy. Like, goddamn, like, anime. Listen, <laughs> ace bandages don't fucking work like that, especially on a fighter. That shit constricts. You can't fucking breathe. But that's that's just one of those things that unless you bind your chest, you don't fucking know that, you know? So, yeah, well, All my characters yeah. are robots, so I don't <laughs> Yeah, you literally don't have to worry about that. I literally don't give a shit because, like, I don't, I don't draw humans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> robot lady, like, I don't need these titties. She just takes them like, off. What titties? They're, <laughs> yeah. they're literally not there. It's hollow inside. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go undercover as a male robot, okay? Um, they're like, oh, so literally the same thing because they, it'd be like a male dude that looks exactly like the girl. Exactly. Like, like, just like, I don't none see of this issue. shit matters, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> They're all robots. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> I say we like I'm a robot because deep down inside of my brain, I am I am one of my creatures. Oh, <laughs> that's a uh, uh, not really that's a Freudian deep. slip because it's not sexual. But <laughs> yeah. Aaron has actually been a robot this entire time, you guys. This entire time, man. Speaking <laughs> of the future. speaking of uh, of sexual robots, um. Man, I was just watching uh, like a video essays on Giger. Man, that guy. Oof. That's the guy I wanted to talk about. Oof. I've been meaning to like bring it up. There we go. That guy, go ahead. To me, he's a fucking genius. Like that is that is art, and and I love that he's obsessed with it. Like you're talking about a guy who who who, who had a fascination of something and had like a goal in mind, and. Yeah. That that's that's a guy that wanted to communicate something with you through feel, mm-hmm. and when you saw it, you felt it, and he, that was exactly what he wanted you to feel, and yeah. that's 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 the type of shit to me. Like that's art, and I feel like everyone else compromises because they can't get that fucking good, mm-hmm. and that's the problem I have with some people. Go oh, sometimes you gotta go for it. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't yeah. know how to actually like communicate through like beyond words and beyond visuals. So you just want to shock people. Mm-hmm. Fuck Damn. that, man. Okay. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree with yeah. you on that. No, I, I love that, man. Yeah. Uh, because like I think with uh with his work, definitely people would could could be shocked by it, right? Um, mm. it's striking at first. You know, you have a lot of uh a, a lot of like sex uh in his work. You know, um, like even that's like that's what I love about it. Even like when almost like violent, about, like, like that sex. shocking. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're talking about like the shock, mm-hmm. initially you get that, but then there's mm-hmm. more to it. Mm-hmm. When you, once you look past it, you're like, oh whoa, like it actually like kind of broadens your mind, and you're like, this is amazing. But I mean, and, and everything else is just a shock and nothing. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I think sex is a it's a very human aspect, and the idea that he has aliens and machines. Um, taking place in this very human, very primal, very enjoyable, like an ecstasy kind of activity, it, it, it's yeah. it's saying something there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's saying something why the alien looks like he has a phallic, like his <laughs> head looks like a dick. Like I'm just there. There you go. The Z- xenomorph. In case you didn't know, his head is supposed to look like a dick. Um, what? <laughs> And, and the mouth that comes out, yeah, the, the little head that comes out of his mouth, yeah, and and, and the fact that he kills mostly men in, in the movies, like especially like yeah. Alien One, that's supposed to be an implication of a, a, a power, you know, an abuse of power 
taking on a man, you know, because mm-hmm. men are so disconnected from that, from that, like, what what does that mean? What does rape mean? They, yeah. they don't... I have, I have, like, two you know? more to tell. Like, I have two more artists that oh. I would love oh, to Oh, for, sure. for sure. Go for it. Go. Yeah. Number one, time here? Francis Bacon. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Holy shit, that guy, man. Fucking scary. The Amazing. other guy, I can't pronounce his name. He's from uh, from Poland, but I cannot remember his name. Uh, damn it. It's like very, very Polish, and I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> very, very Polish. <laughs> it's like so many consonants, and I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. But that guy was a photographer first, and then oh. he was doing like really sickly stuff, like really crazy beyond like what you saw but like the art is like beautiful and then he just got tired of like for what you know he thought this is as far as photography can do it and then learned how to paint and then created insane paintings yeah was um, like, are you fucking serious wow <sighs> it's, it's insane so just like uh, casual okay. casually so I, start I, painting <laughs> i i think i have his name yeah. here but i mm, i'm gonna butcher right? the fuck out of this. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zadizla uh, Beksinski. Bech- yeah, Beksinski. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Zadizla yeah. Beksinski. Yeah. His setup is amazing. Yeah, he, he did stands. that. Little, little it's upright. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's upright. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. this little creature. Yeah. Heavy metal people fucking love this guy's stuff. Oh, oh, so good. Oh, heavy metal. <laughs> so his, his setup is like upright, 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then there's like six like lights pointed at the thing so it he won't so it's like always consistent there's no sunlight that's gonna like change so like you know what i mean like if you keep painting light changes your color changes and if you Mm -hmm. if you if you're painting with the daylight and it goes down you keep changing the color because you don't realize that the sun's going down you're losing light and like now you fucked up your painting yeah so if it's consistent so he has his like complete this complete crazy setup where he's standing and painting the entire time and he'll paint for hours it's my god he did one where it was like the Sistine Chapel or some kind of chapel but it looked like it was like made out of like bones and muscles kind of thing like mm-hmm. it looked fucking insane and oh my god it, it looked like um like war a Warhammer 40k like pieces oh wow and you're just like in awe of like the the, the scale of what he's trying to show you you know and it's like mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things like I feel like a lot of people tend to tend to just do the shock and awe because they can't get to that part of yeah. like let me show you like this grand emotion that i can pull out of you mm-hmm. you know and it's like these people work their ass off to get to that point and uh, sometimes i find that like when you're just trying to like shock people by like pissing on an artwork or putting a you know a swastika on a you know on a thing mm-hmm. you've already like like that swastika already has like a connotation of emotion and you didn't even work to get that you're piggy that's already a thing that's yeah you're piggybacking off of an emotion from someone else and you're putting it on the screen and you're going damn Ugh. that like what is mm. that how's that an effort that's not effort but like these guys they had something visceral in their emo- in their soul like in their feelings inside their heads and they wanted you to feel that yeah by just like putting in the work and showing like and getting to that point and showing it to you that to me gets more respect than anything else. You can put something disgusting on a canvas, but if it's like very like 
if it's something like that scale of like H.R. Geiger or whoever, that deserves praise. Yeah. You know, you, you bring you know. up a good point because even in the Art Gallery of Ontario, um, there's some pieces. I think like it's called The Hunt or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And on there, there's a painting of an animal getting hunted down. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it looks pretty brutal. Um, but, you know, as you said, there was clearly an intention to say something here. It wasn't yeah. just the, it wasn't just for the shock, the shock and awe. Yeah. It was like, please take a, a look at this. Like, please yeah. look at this and consider well, what, what I'm It's funny I'm you mentioned AGO, mm-hmm. you know, Massacre of Innocence. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yep. piece. Yo. It's killing babies. Yep. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. There's a, there's a shot in the painting yeah. where there's a baby with, like, the, the skin tone is pale. Like, it's it's been dead. Right. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa. But, it shocked me when I first saw but it. Now, and then you read up on it, and you're like, whoa, that was, the t- that was like a time that, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, you learned about, you know, what that was about, which is like they're looking for, like, the first baby, which is Jesus, and mm-hmm. they were killing all these babies. Yeah. But now, that's crazy. Compare that to Human Centipede 2, which has a baby killing scene, <laughs> which is just like trashy, <laughs> trashy for the sake of being trashy. Fuck that. You know? Yeah. Um, and in turn, is trash. Yeah. Right. Right. They just wanted <laughs> yeah. to be like, ooh, look, we killed a baby Shocking. on screen, you know? Um, that's the yeah. problem I have with like the 90s and like the, like the early 2000s is like that shock and awe of like mm-hmm. things. It's like, for what though? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, I felt nothing after that. It's you know, oh, scary. That's it, it. Like, I think that there is definitely um, now that you bring up Human Centipede too. Uh, there's, <laughs> I I think, kind of using that as a good example of like this sledgehammer versus chisel kind of concept of, mm. you know, Human Centipede two and all of them to be honest, are, they're sledgehammers. And they're like, here is gore. Here are shocking image images. And here's all these things. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Freak out. Look how edgy we are. And you're like, okay, whatever. But then there's, um, there's like this, uh, French film called Martyrs. It's very brutal. Um, yeah, you told me about that. And it does, yeah, it, it does have gore. It is quite intense to watch, but there's a reason behind it. And although some people would argue with me on that, that's totally fine. Um, I'm just trying to get a point across that, you know, you can do, you can have the same elements of something, you know, but there are different ways to apply it to create a message. Human yeah, centipede you... doesn't do that. Oh man. It just you know, takes yeah. the elements and throws them at you. Now that we're 100%. on this subject though, I do want to ask, have you heard about the house that Jack built? I have heard of it. I have not watched it. Um, my boyfriend's friend has recommended it to me on several occasions. Really? So I, I feel like I should. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, we're we both like okay. Yeah. So I should admit that as as much as I've just said like, mm-hmm. oh, Human Centipede two just throws things at you. One hundred percent, I have watched all of the Human Centipede movies. You bet mm-hmm. your goddamn ass I have, and I will watch any movie like it. Mm-hmm. Does it mean right. that it's good? No, but I will watch it. Yeah. So right. um, or like the the you know, I'm into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like af- it after good? Saw after Saw One, I think it was like you're just here to see people get killed. Like, let's be honest here. Precisely. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and and that's the thing is like I treat them as exactly what they are, which is just gore porn. That's it. That's all they are. You know. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't nourish you. It's just kind of 
It's like eating a bowl of cereal for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know you're you know what you're doing. You know what kind of day you're having. I mean, um, for for sure, there's a space for <laughs> stupid stupidity and for uh, nonsense and even absurdist like absurdist theater. A, a, you know, uh, UFC wrestling to a degree. Yeah. Um, even some comics as well that I have that I I quite enjoy that are just you know, uh, uh, just violence for the sake of violence. Um, should I get Frosted Flakes or should I get Cheerios? Frosted Flakes. Yo. Yeah, okay, wait, wait, wait. Are they Honey Nut Cheerios or just Cheerios? Actually, no. I was thinking Lucky Charms more. Oh, dude, do the Lucky Charms, uh, of course. You got me thinking about... Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm buying tonight. <laughs> wait, why is Cinnamon Toast Crunch not one of the options? <laughs> I feel like that's too much. No, no. If, if you're going to do cereal for dinner... You gotta go all the way, man. Like you can't half-ass that shit. You know what you're doing. Like, don't try to trick yourself. I, I, okay, yeah, I know. Who you, who you playing? Who you playing? Uh, so uh, good. But yeah, no, and uh, I think. Sometimes I feel like I'm gonna get judged by my roommate if I like just come out, come home with like milk and cereal, and I just start eating it. Oh man. That like, sounds amazing, oh, though. You know what? When you become an adult, <laughs> when you become an adult. You have the choice to do yeah. this. We can choose yeah. to I do can this. I do that, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the you point. eat that cereal. That's the point. <laughs> right? You know? All I want is milk, cere- milk cereal, and human and centipede Guinness. too. <laughs> no, no, no. A Guinness, and then, and then human centipede. No. Because <laughs> I just want to throw it all up <laughs> on the bowl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Absurdist. Absurdist. That's pretty in line of, like, our conversation here. Yeah. yeah. That's too far? Yeah, okay. No, no. What's too far? Guinness plus cereal. It works. Guinness and cereal. No, because Toby, (laughs) I'd be interested to talk to you after you watch a film because, um, I think the whole point of the film is the idea of pushing the boundary, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a well-made film, and there's something being said. However, I do feel uncomfortable watching it. Um, personally, like I felt very uncomfortable watching it but i also felt uncomfortable watching house of a thousand corpses and um i mean for obvious reasons <laughs> well you know the whole the whole thing was um like with house the corpses of corpses or the amount no not not even it dude there's not even a thousand corpses like it's, it's dumb um well, that's, but the point was i was trying to figure out why they were killing people and i couldn't understand why they were killing people and that bugged me a lot because I was like, okay, so... The logistics bothered you. Right. Like, okay, but why are you killing them? Are you just killing them for sport? Right. And that was like, oh. oh, like At least Jigsaw says that he's trying to save these people from themselves. At least he has a bullshit excuse. <laughs> as bad as it may be. At least he's trying. Yeah. This movie was just like, haha, we've got these college kids and now we're gonna kill him for sport you know no rhyme or reason kind of deal <laughs> yeah and i was like yeah. okay so who's this movie for you know like entertainment value that's purely what it is it's not trying to say anything yeah. you know and and yeah. that's the thing is like if you're not trying to say anything yo go for it you know mm-hmm. like yeah. you're not trying to make a statement but don't fucking you know give me fucking vodka and tell me it's water <laughs> Like, I know what I'm drinking. It's bad for me. Don't try to tell me it's good for me. Like, don't b- yeah. bullshit you, right? Like, it's like handing in an art assignment and being like, um, 
so the flowers represent my feelings it's like no you drew a shitty picture of flowers just own it you know that's that's basically like okay like some okad students <laughs> that like which is encouraged you know and it's like oh my god man well i think it's like you can't get there yet if you haven't really paid the dues of like the art fundamentals and like and like everything you just want to yeah. already be uh, like oh, i didn't do anything and praise me well i do like, think yeah. that would be going into what is art territory and we're gonna be talking about that in another episode so stay yeah. tuned for that guys well, let's I, uh yeah, let's carry I, that subject into the next episode yeah definitely let's, let's do i that. do think we have crossed the threshold this has been a bit longer uh, yeah thanks guys yeah. <laughs> sorry toby sorry toby but um i'm just fucking with you it's it, it, it's a good subject it's a, definitely a subject and we can return to this we, mm-hmm. we can definitely return to this um listeners at home if you guys want to uh you know have share your opinions as well by all means if you want to share your opinions on a video blog or you know instagram post or whatever um definitely have this conversation because as a society we do need to have this conversation we all need to kind of really talk about this and look at this and look at what we're creating for young artists i know it's so exciting to want to create something powerful because i was there you know um i was trying to tackle a heavy subject matter as my first comic yeah i i I tell you (laughs) you know (laughs) you know and (laughs) When you don't realize um, how much work you need to do on yourself um, before you tackle something like that, um, and not even like in your terms of skills or storytelling, but in terms of who you are and what you are, you know, you definitely do need that time to reflect for real. So um, I, I highly encourage everybody to have this conversation with your friends as we are doing, because you know we're your friends. Yeah, your so. other friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if if you wanna uh, if, if you're uncomfortable with the email, uh, send your dicks at whereyourfriends.ca. Um, you can now also find us on an Instagram account, we dot re your friends. Mm-hmm. That's we dot re your friends because uh, I couldn't get where your friends because uh, other people clearly know better and. We'll link that into show notes as well, right, guys? Duh. Hell yeah! Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, you know, uh, message us, follow us. Uh, I'll post some more stuff there, and you know, uh, some uh, hopefully I'll like we'll draw like our six hundred page books, and then we'll post it there, so you guys can check out what we're doing. And then you know, if we see some of your stuff and you'd like us, or you'd like for us to post it there, we'll post it up on the Instagram. Hell yes. yeah! So hell yeah! You know. <laughs> Let's have a community. Let's build a conversation. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, I know you're listening. I think I switched that. It was like, let's let's build a community and have a conversation. I literally go. said, have a community and build a conversation. That's fine. It's, you know what? You just keep moving. You, you don't Let recognize the, the mistake. You just keep going. Just do <laughs> you. The sheriff of Nottingham. Now, uh, where, can we, where can we find us? Uh, Toby, where can the good folks at home follow, follow you? Stop. Fucks. Um, and I say that with all of the love in my heart. Uh, so you can find me <laughs> on YouTube at Tobias Medeiros. And um, you can also, I'm going to, I'm going to come out. All right. Uh, well, for those of you who you are over 18. Out. Listen, you fuck. <laughs> um, I've gotten permission from uh, my other, my other job to come out with this. Uh, so if you are over 18, 
And if you're not, I, I will block you watching you. Um, I am on Twitter as Pascal the Palmy. Um, that's where I post all of my uh, furry, not safe for work commissions that I've been getting. Uh, so y'all can follow me Scandalous. there if you're an adult. There Only if you're an adult. Yeah, man. There <laughs> we go. Very because cool. that's been consuming Won't all be of lying. my time. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 most of the reason why we we don't get we don't communicate as much as we do. Yeah, because <laughs> you work. Hey. I work all the time. Hey. Uh, so yeah, that's what's been consuming all of my time. So uh, and then obviously I have uh, Wyvern, um, and once again, more information as that comes out. Still working on the illustration for that. Very cool. Very cool sketch. Yes. Where can good people find you? Instagram Mad Sketch. That's M A D D Sketch. S K E T C H. Uh, there's also MadSketch.com and uh, the comic that's coming out next month. Woo! Scarce Comic Instagram. <laughs> Check us out there. We will be uh, uploading some, posting some new pictures and stuff. I'm I am so close. I'm just doing tweaks, fixes. Uh, like fixing, you know, lettering. It's it's getting there. Working. I'm working so much. Uh, my hands are gonna fall off. <laughs> um, but it's almost there. Um, and yeah, that's it. Scares, Perfect. whatnot. Perfect. Uh, everyone can find me over at Instagram and all other forms of social media from Twitter to LinkedIn and everything in between. Actually, in Storm is the handle you want to follow uh 21121 is a code number i'm teasing what does it mean who knows we'll find out soon so how come you don't know stay tuned <laughs> oh i know i'm just not telling sure you do oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah i know he's like fuck Okay, well, Shit, hey, also to everyone as well celebrating the holiday season uh, from Hanukkah to uh, Christmas to Kwanzaa uh, happy holidays to everyone and also to you atheists who don't believe in jack shit shout outs to you happy holidays, happy holidays to you uh, we hope that you have a wonderful uh, break mm -hmm. and that if this whole COVID thing is crazy but I hope in some ways you can find some joy and some excitement in these next couple of weeks you know i yeah. uh, hope you get a break from work if you're working um and enjoy not working if you're not working try it <laughs> <at least>. yeah <laughs> absolutely guys uh well thank you for coming we are your friends and have a great evening peace bye, bye.